The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing page optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. I'm your host, Tim Ash, the CEO of SiteTuners, and today I am very lucky to have all the way from... Down under Kiwi Land, Sean Ryan, the CEO of SLI Systems. Uh, welcome, Sean. Hey, Tim. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, so how many hours behind GMT are you guys? Oh, uh, we're ahead of GMT, so it's actually um, it's, it's tomorrow morning over here. Oh, well, uh, I guess uh, <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to go home and get some sleep before tomorrow <laughs> morning, but uh, I'm glad it's morning for you guys. Uh, so, Sean, uh, you are um, an expert on site search. Um, your company installs custom site search functionality into websites and e-commerce catalogs. Can you give me just a, our, our listeners some quick background about how your company works and what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, SLI Systems has been around since uh, 2001, and we have a hosted site search solution. Um, so if if you go to one of our customers, uh, such as ftd.com, and do a search, then the search results page is hosted by us. Um, so we run the search for over 350 different uh, websites. Most of them are e-commerce sites. Uh, there are a few non-e-commerce sites thrown in there as well, like uh, the New England Journal of Medicine or the Travel Channel. But the majority of our customers are e-commerce. Um, so the, the, the thing that's sort of different about our search is it learns from the people who use it and keeps getting better. Um, so the way that works is we watch what people search for and what they click on and bring the results they click on most up to the top, uh, which makes a big difference to the relevance of the search. So it's fair to say a lot of uh, people, you know, we we take pains when designing an e-commerce catalog or a website to really get the information architecture right and how the site is organized, but we've in a way been conditioned by Google to just put things in the search box and uh, hope that relevant stuff comes back, and sounds like what your algorithm does is, is increase the likelihood of that. Yeah, I think um, more and more people are, um, are sort of turning to search, but, but, and it's, I call it the Google effect. People are used to being able to search and just finding whatever they, that they want. And so when they come to your site and use your site search, they expect to have as good an experience, if not better, than what they, uh, they, they see on Google. Yeah, and, and frankly, a lot of times it's a shortcut to uh, avoid the horrible organization of, of most sites and big catalogs. Because who wants to wade through 30 different categories and a million subcategories, right? Yeah, well, the, the site's normally been categorized by, um, you know, it's by, by the people that run the site, obviously. And the, the, the particular categories that they've chosen may not match up with how you categorize things, um, you know. And, 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 and some, some people are just search-focused and some people, the, the navigation doesn't work for them. So, um, you, you know, typically we see people reasonably split between... Searching and navigation, um, 
and, and often the search is just added is added as a sort of afterthought without um, realizing that it's just as important as your navigation because in terms of the number of people that use it. Yeah. Um, sorry, go ahead. Well, recently I was on your podcast, the e-commerce podcast, which, by the way, is a great resource for folks listening in. Um, and how how could they get to that, by the way? Um, it's at um, ecommercepodcast.com. Um, okay, that's easy enough. Uh, and one of the things we were talking about is this, this notion that you just brought up that people don't search the same way that the site designers search. In other words, we're experts in what we do, and the general public thinks of things differently. Can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, sure. One of the great things about the site search is you get to see the language that your customers are using because um, they're typing words into that search box and hitting um, hitting the search button. And often there's a disconnect between the language that your customers are using and the languages you use to describe your products or the, the language you use within your, your taxonomy to categorize um, your site. Um, and so by examining you know, what are the most commonly typed in search terms in the search box, you get to a better understanding of the language that your visitors use and you should be using that information um, on on your in your product descriptions and, and, and any other um, marketing materials uh, that you that you're producing, not just your website. Um, and and it can also give you some really good information about products people expect to find on your site that uh, you don't currently carry. So, right. so, yeah. so there's a, it's kind of a, it's an opportunity finder, you could say. It's a, so they're not sins of commission of how you organize your information, but they're sins of omission, that you don't have something on the site that people are actively looking for and often looking for. Yeah, um, I, I, I recently interviewed um, uh, in McDonald from Central Novel, um, and, and he said he used it. Um, he saw there were people searching for Mardi Gras marks on his um, on his site. Century Novelties um, sells party supplies. Now they didn't have any Mardi Gras masks, but because they saw people were searching for that on their journal um, search, that gave them the information that maybe they should stock it. So he he started stocking those and then started selling them. So it, it's fantastic direct feedback from your customers. Yeah, so we, you know we can immerse ourselves in the flow of Twitter feeds and which words are up and down, but that's just the general population in the world that we're talking about here. You're getting specific feedback about late breaking trends and. Uh, from your own customer base because these people are on your website. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, terrific. I, I want to focus on kind of this this notion of learning and bringing the best results to the top. You know, obviously, this show is about landing page optimization and improving things through testing, but one way of doing that is just to to kind of personalize and make the experience more relevant. Can you talk about how your, your algorithms work? I mean, hopefully without disclosing any big trade secrets. Yeah, well, a, a big thing, um, and and th- this was actually a, the, the the revelation that uh, we that my brother had that we used to start the company is that if you have a list of search results and people aren't clicking on some of those products, then they, you know the, then the, the results probably aren't very relevant. So if if people are clicking on the products, they're saying I think this product's probably relevant to this keyword I typed in. So, so the simple idea is to bring the products that people click on most um, to, to the top. So, so what we do is for every keyword, we track all the results that are clicked on for that keyword, and every day we will adjust the rankings based on which products people are clicking on the most. And it, it sounds really simple, but it means that the results adapt to 
the the users, the the customers of the site to what it is they're actually finding relevant. And are, do you uh, collect this information for uh, a long time, or uh, or do you bias it towards uh, kind of more recent results and how things are changing? Yeah, we um, we bias it towards um, more recent clicks. So a click that happened yesterday will will have a um, a, a much larger weight than one that happened a month ago. Okay, um, fantastic. And uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, you know other uses? Let, let's let's kind of change gears here for a minute and talk about um, what that uh, it's not just individual products that can be returned in the search results, right? It could be categories or subcategories uh, within your site, or maybe even your you know your policy or guarantee page. Yeah, so what's included so, so the, in the search results, I guess? Yeah, so there's a couple of things there. So, so one is um, the, the, the categories structure that you have in your site can be reflected in the search results as refinements. So you may have categories and brands and price ranges and, and any other sort of structure in, in your data, um, and, and they can be surfaced in the search results as refinements. So if you search for a particular um, for, for a particular keyword, you can then refine the results and say, just show the results that are associated with a particular brand or a particular category or subcategory. So that, so they can be shown um, in the search results as, as a faceted search. But, but the, the second point about what should be included in your search is it's important to all the content you've got on your site. Um, a lot of e-commerce sites are guilty of their search only returning products. Um, but normally there's a lot of other site, uh, information on the site. Now, that can be as simple as your returns policy and your sh- the shipping information, your contact information, but often um, more and more a lot of sites are, are, are pr- producing blogs and um, associate, uh, other sort of supporting content, and a lot of that content's useful for the buyers that are a little earlier in the in the buying process, so they're not ready to purchase right there and then. They're still investigating about the product, um, and you and you go to a lot of effort to produce that content. Um, so it's really important that people can find it in your site search as well. So two things: one is uh, make sure that you hit them along the whole spectrum of their decision making process, no matter where they are in the, in the sales, uh, you know, whether they're ready to buy or just exploring and comparing. And the other is Index everything on your site, including that uh, costly, you know, uh, blogging stuff that you're doing. Uh, we're going to take a break here at this point. This is LPO landing page optimization with your host Tim Ash, and when we come back, uh, Sean is going to tell us why anybody would want to run 20 miles in the freezing cold dead of winter. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit conversioncritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. 
Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. RevenueWire.com and its member merchant, LavaSoft, makers of the world-renowned Adaware, present the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest. The LavaSoft Affiliate Contest goes from May 15th through August 15th. Make great commission and win fabulous cash prizes. Look for all the details on the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest by logging on to RevenueWire.com and look for the LavaSoft logo on the homepage. Win big with LavaSoft and RevenueWire.com. Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. Hi, we're back. This is LPO, Landing Page Optimization, with your host, Tim Ash. Uh, we're continuing our conversation with thought leaders this week with Sean Ryan, the CEO of SLI Systems. Uh, Sean, I understand you live in, in Christchurch, New Zealand, and it's, uh, it's getting to be kind of chilly there around this time of year, but you're planning to run a marathon. Yeah, I, um, I I was actually in London a couple of weeks ago for the Internet World Show, and um, the weekend before, the London Marathon was on, and uh, I, I took the opportunity to, to watch that, and they had 35,000 people running that, and I, I was looking at the people running and thought, oh, I could do that. I've never actually run a marathon. I, I ran a half marathon before, so... I, uh, when I got home, um, the Christchurch Marathon's um, only a few weeks away, um, and so I jumped straight into week nine of the training schedule. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, nothing like setting uh, goals for yourself. I'm, a, I'm afraid I'm uh, one of those fast-twitch muscle people, which means I build up lactic acid like it's going out of style, so I couldn't even run a quarter mile, so good for you. Uh, yeah. So back to our conversation, we've been focusing on kind of the positive uses of search, bringing back more positive, excuse me, more relevant results for users. But what can your list of uh, keywords and searches tell you about what's wrong with your site? Let's focus on the negative for a bit. Um, well, I think one of the most interesting things is, is looking at keywords that people are searching for um, that – the, that, that they're not that they're not getting any good results. So you may have results for some of these keywords, but you may not have good results. And so, the, I mean, one of the main things, and I've, I've kind of touched on this already. One of the main things is, is where there's a disconnect between the language you use and the and the language your customers use. Um, Give us so, an example of that. Uh. So an example is our customer um, uh, Harry and David who sell jam. On this, this side, amongst other things, they sell the, the fruit gift baskets as, as one of their, their major products. But they also sell jam, except they didn't call it jam; they call it uh, conserve, I think. Mm. Um, and they didn't, didn't have the word jam anywhere on the site. Um, and they they saw in our reporting that people were searching for jam, 
and 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 they weren't getting any, any good results. So there's a very low click through rate on on results that were coming up for the keyword jam, and and it was obvious what, once they saw this, it was obvious what the problem was, and that was able to be resolved by. Um, I, I don't think they actually put the keyword jam onto the page um, because they, they they wanted to call it conserve. Um, so so they put a synonym in so that when people search for jam, they'll they'll see the the conserves and they'll find them. Um, products that they're looking for. So, that, so, so that's an example of um, just the mismatch of language that between what the visitors were um, were using and what they were using on their page. And, and that brings up a good point. Uh, there's also huge cultural differences and regional differences. For instance, the word conserves is not something that's used in the U.S. at all, or at least not widely. And we call them jams or jellies. And uh, yeah. if that's not what you call them, then uh, you know, you, is there a, the ability to echo the keyword search uh, on the on the page that you actually land someone on, and to maybe even dynamically change the title to make it more relevant? Um, yeah, that's an interesting idea. I haven't actually seen our customers do that. One one thing they do do is um, often they'll 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 bring in the popular searches and put them on as related searches as a, another navigational method. That you can have um, once you once you get to the product product page. So so we'll show a few related searches towards the bottom of the page. So if someone is reading through the product details page, then they can see some related searches that can then take them off to some other blacks. Yeah, but this would be actually changing the language itself. I mean, synonyms and misspellings, correcting those is pretty intuitive. We worked with a wine site once, and the site search that we designed for them, you know, they had very rare stuff like. Uh, Domaine de Chandon, 1954. No one could ever spell Vivec Clicquot properly. And so they, there are a lot of different misspellings that could be mapped to the right thing. But if someone has the concept of jam, you don't want to force the mental concept of conserves on them because they don't, that doesn't mean anything to them. Yes, and, and I, I think if it's something that's common like that, then it would be great to um, to be able to dynamically change the title, um, it's it's not an it's not something I've seen, but it's a really interesting idea. Mm. Well, it, I'm sure it'll be in your next product release. <laughs> uh, but but uh, there's regional differences even within the U.S. You, some of us might refer to a pop, others to a soda, uh, yep. depending on how how big the geographic range is. So if you have an international audience and a big international component to what you're doing, then you should definitely consider all of those cultural variations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, now, what? Uh, one of the other uh, uses that we we have for search when looking at landing page testing is um, not actually finding any relevant information. You've talked about somebody getting a search result back and then not wanting to click on it because they don't consider it relevant. But what's the best way to handle empty search and not make uh, the person feel like a complete jackass because they found no results? Yeah, well, that's a good question because the the no results page, there are a number of techniques you can use to try and um, sort of maximize the value you can get out of that particular page. Um, so first of all, you should have a, um, as part of the search, you should have a, a, a spell checker so that you're saying, did you mean? So that if the person simply typed in a, a made a spelling mistake, then um, you're offering the correct suggestion to them or um, redirecting and showing them search results for that um, corrected spelling. Um, secondly, uh, one of the techniques we use 
is um, by default our search does a, an AND search. So that means um, all of the words that you type into the search box um, must appear in the documents that uh, are going to be shown. Um, but if there are no results, we fail over and show an or, or do an OR search. So we show products that contain some of the words. So that's um, we've found that that's um, better than just showing here there's no results. Here's some results that might match what your query is. And we put a message up saying there were no results that contained all of your words. These results contain some of your words. Now, even when you do that, um, sometimes people can type in terms where there are just no results. Um, and there's a, a, a couple of other tactics that people use on that no results page. One is to just put up a, a message saying, you know, there were no results um, for your term. Please check that you've typed it correctly. Um, <clears throat> often uh, you can show a list of popular search terms that are used on the site. Um, so that can, um, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that, that the person was looking for may be within those those popular search terms or it may just um, uh, highlight to them some of the content that you do have on your site. Or you can also show popular search um, popular search results. So, you know, here's some of the popular products on our site um, that you may be looking for. There's, although there's a risk with that, um, if, you, if you're showing popular search results, uh, you know, popular products on your no results page, it can look very much like a, a normal results page and people may not read the message you put at the top saying there were no results and they may think that these are the search results for the particular term they typed in. Okay, so it's important to kind of headline the page properly and instead of having tiny text say, we couldn't find any exact matches, but this is what other people are looking for on the site and have found helpful in the past, something along those lines. Yeah, that, that's right. And, 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 and do that knowing that often people won't read that text. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So uh, as, as I like to call it, there's an attention deficit disorder and stupidity pandemic raging out there. And uh, the swine flu is the least of our problems. Uh, we're going to take a commercial break. This is LPO, Landing Page Optimization, with your host, Tim Ash. And this week, my guest is Sean Ryan from SLI Systems. We'll be back after these wonderful commercial messages. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Does your website need a bailout? Looking for a conversion rate stimulus package? Do you need a website improvement to-do list? On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more at futurenowinc.com slash on target. I'm Brian Eisenberg, and I approve this message. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. 
Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. Uh, this is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And uh, this uh, week, we are lucky enough to have Sean Ryan with us from SLI Systems. We've been talking about search and how that works within the context of creating a better, more satisfying user experience and improving conversions. Um, Sean, I'd like to take this kind of a little farther afield and talk about what uh, search can tell you about what to actually change on the rest of your site, independent of search. So if you want to come up with ideas for landing page testing and uh, find what's broken with your site or how you might have higher conversions, how can search inform that? that that's a good question, and one I'm not sure that I have um, uh, a, a good answer to for um, a, a lot of the pages, apart from giving you cues about the language that you should be using on the, uh, you know, on the rest of your site. I think um, there are a number of elements of the search that that you can um, you, you can look to test and tune yourself on the search results page, um, and and often you can see a, a, a lot of gains in tuning those that the search results page yourself. Um, okay, okay. So maybe things like level of detail you show uh, for each search result, whether you show product images side by side uh, with their text part, that, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, our customers often see that people who use search convert better than people who don't use search, and I think the reason for that is because people are um, when they're typing in a keyword, it gives you an opportunity to give them something very relevant to what they're looking for, whereas when they're navigating. Um, uh, they they they're sort of clicking on things that they think they're clicking on things that give them the information sent, and it, it should hopefully bring them closer. But the search results page gives you something, an opportunity to show them exactly what they're looking for. And so by 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 looking to tune the search results page, you can increase that, um, improve that conversion rate even even more. So some of the elements um, include whether you're going to have a grid view or a list view for your search results. So um, if you've got um, if, you, if your products are very visual, then a, a grid view may, may be, may be a, a good choice because you can have um, good size images of your products and you can get several um, products um, above the fold. If you have a list view, then you have the opportunity to have more detail um, this, uh, about each product, um, you know, more text, uh, and, categories. And- 
how do you uh, decide where to draw the line, literally? How many search results is, in your opinion, kind of the best practice for, for showing on a search results page, whether in grid or, or uh, kind of list view? Um, so, uh, sort of around the, the, the 10 results, um, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're having a grid view, then you may have, want to have, a, say, a, th- a 3 by 4 and have 12 results per page. Um, that's kind of the standard um, that that our customers do. So don't um, overwhelm them with information. Uh, you know, give them some reasonable set of choices to look at. Yeah, and some of our customers insist on having more. Um, some have uh, will give their visitors the option to to show more search results on a page, or even all the search results. Um, so they can then just scan through them all. Um, so, so they'll have a drop-down box that will will say here's the um, number of results per page or something like that. Well, is it also is it reasonable for you as the kind of while you're returning the search results to uh, make a judgment call and say, hey, we have 500 results. Perhaps you want to narrow your search. We don't really want to show you 500 because that would be kind of overwhelming and stupid. Well, yes and no, because if if someone's searching for, um, say, a keyword digital camera and you've got 500 results on your page, but you know that these are the um, 10 most popular digital cameras, then I think it's still good to show those cameras because there's a good chance they may actually satisfy the query. But this is where you want to have those refinements um, available so people can then narrow it down by brand or by um, some of the features of the camera, such as uh, the, the number of megapixels. So really what you're talking about is a search is kind of turning into a hybrid where it's more like a wizard functionality that helps guide you to appropriate choices. Exactly. And and um, the, the, the um, how you're going to display those refinements is another one of those um, the, those things that can be tested because um, it's often, you know, the, the, the two st- standards that are used are either to have the refinements shown at the top of the search results, which then push the results down a little bit, or to have them shown on the left-hand side where they're not as obvious. Um, so, um, But you do get more products above the fold if you have the uh, refinements on the left-hand side. And, mm-hmm. and some, some customers also like to have the refinements on the right-hand side, which seems to be less standard. Yeah, so following conventions in terms of layout is is another important theme that we often come back to. Uh, Where is the best place to have uh, the search box itself, and what uh, should you pre-populate the box with any canned text, and what should the button say? I guess those are all testable things, but uh, what's your first blush reaction to best practices in those areas? Yeah, so the, the search box should be um, uh, should definitely be near the top of the page. Um, often it's at the top right. Um, we had one of our customers um, who who saw that most people who were, you know, people who searched converted better than people who didn't search, so they wanted to encourage more people to search. So they moved the search box from the sort of top right and put it sort of front and centre and made it um, larger, you know, so, so that it sort of dominated the, the top of the page. And put some highlighting around it to um, to draw the eye to the search box, and 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 doing so, they saw that that increased the number of people that searched. And I think they by doing that one change, they increased the conversion rate of this site by twenty percent. Mm, that's fantastic, and not at all out of line with the kind of results that we see on a regular basis. Uh, I would say that you know the top right is a good place to have it, but also especially if your navigation in the catalog is along the left hand side. 
you may want to have it right at the top of the navigation bar. Yep, uh, on the on the left hand side there. Uh, in the left hand side, exactly, because uh, that's a again a primary way that that many people choose to navigate your site. So it's really almost like a, a navigation element or part of the navigation. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. People are, are looking down that side to navigate. And and to to your earlier question about um, whether to pre-populate the search box, um, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of it, but a lot of our customers will put something like enter your search here. Um, but whenever they do, they'll get a portion of the customers who will just hit the search button, button and uh, without some JavaScript to pick that up, um, that enter your search here will end up being the most popular search term. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we recommend if you are going to do that, that you um, first of all make it so that if someone clicks on the search re- results uh, on the search box, that it will clear the text. And if someone just hits the search button, that you either bring up a little window saying "Please enter your search term," um, or but in any case, you shouldn't do a search for "please enter your search here." Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, and also the button, as I understand it, uh, I mean, don't get too fancy there either. It should just say "search." <laughs> exactly, because that's what people understand. That's what they're used to seeing. We've we've seen people try some clever things um, in the past, and and it just confuses people. Yeah, one um, of the the uh, my uh, professors at UC San Diego who came up with the whole concept of user centered design, Don Norman. He uh, goes as far as to say that conventions like that, even though they sound like their choices, because they're supported by such strong communities of of people, uh, should be violated only at your own peril. So go with the standard stuff. Put put search as the button. Uh, put it in the standard positions on the page. Don't get all creative just because your graphic designer wants to put it somewhere else. Yep, that's right. I think you should um, channel your creative energy elsewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Well, terrific. Uh, Sean, it has been a true pleasure uh, interviewing you, and thank you for all the the meaty stuff for our listeners to sink their teeth into. Can you tell us any upcoming shows your company will be attending? Um, Yes, we are busy preparing for the Internet Retailer Show in Boston on June 15th. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, catch Sean and SLI uh, at uh, at the Internet Retailer Show. Thanks again, Sean. Uh, go back to your marathon training. I know you have a lot of work to do. And uh, this has been Tim Ash, your host for LPO Landing Page Optimization. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and thought leadership about getting higher conversion rates. 